orb from my sister in the convent. Oh, a nanogram. People wiped out, and all you can think of is yourself. They have their interest, I have mine. I'm trying to watch that picture. Oh, Charles is trying to watch. Quiet, everybody. Quiet, Charles, watch. Wombat. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me, as always, my good pal, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 21, Mail Call 3. It's the 143rd episode overall, directed by Charles Dubin, written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel, originally aired on February 6, 1978, and the production code is Y121. Beach, you remember last month when I got two letters for some other guy named Benjamin Pierce? Greatest love letters I've ever read. Here's another. There are two of you, Pierce. God help us all. Is it from Gloria or Joyce? Susan. Another one? This guy probably joined the war to get some sleep. Uh, <laughs> Nibbling on her shoulder blades in an avocado grove. And at harvest time. She's turning me into guacamole. I shouldn't be listening to this. Neither should I. I can still feel your hot breath on the nape of my neck. Uh, I'll be moseying along now. Say hello to my friends on the outside. Yeah. Oh, here's the best part. If I yawn, it's only in anticipation. Fine, I'll read it to BJ. Oh, Damn. Okay, I'll read it to myself. Uh, look what happens when a man's forced away from his home. What, what? Oh, uh, Peg became a plumber for the first time. Tried to fix the sink. She now has a flooded kitchen and a cold. Wait a minute. Blah, blah, blah. Went to a neighborhood party, and one of our good neighbors made a pass at her. How did she handle it? Well, she thought it was funny. Ha, ha. Sounds like she handled it very well. God, I wish I were home. None of this would have happened if I'd been there. Beach, aside from a damp kitchen, she's taking care of things. Yeah, well, she shouldn't have to. What am I doing here? <laughs> you find that funny, Charles? Certainly not. At least I have received some good news. Do you mind? 40% of the Missouri sorghum crop is destroyed by hail. <laughs> Best news I've heard today. No, you don't understand. I'm heavily invested in Canadian sorghum. People wiped out, and all you can think of is yourself. They have their interests. I have mine. What am I doing here? And the plot summary for this episode, Radar drives up with bags of mail, and Klinger cannot wait for Radar to sort it. He has not heard from Levine in weeks. Hawkeye gets mail meant for another captured in B.F. Pierce, who appears to be some kind of Romeo. B.J.'s Peggy had to fix a plumbing issue and was hit on by a neighbour at a party. B.J. is very upset. <laughs> but I didn't mean to say that as if it was... <laughs> um, uh, Radar learns his mother has a new friend, a gentleman friend. Could have been worse, I suppose, in those times. Uh, could have been a cow. Margaret has the mother-in-law from hell when Donald has put Margaret forth for DAR membership. His mother, Black Balder. The Boston Baldy has no comfort and no sense for Margaret. Klinger cried Wolf too many times. His wife is divorcing him and no one believes him. Klinger tells Father Mulcahy he will go AWOL. 
Radar confines in Hawkeye his issues about his mother dating, and Hawkeye tells him a story, and also tells him he is jealous at having to share his mother. BJ is crazy! Does Peggy need him any more? Who is the mysterious Romeo named Captain B.F. Pierce? Will Klinger really go AWOL? Find out in this episode. <laughs> Major. Major. Have you seen my tortoise pen, my tortoiseshell fountain pen? No. I won it in a debate. Should the U.S. permit more liberal immigration? I, of course, took the negative. No. My family has had problems with immigrants ever since we came to America. <laughs> Found it. Oh, thank goodness my nib is intact. Fine, I'm very happy for you. Now, please leave. My, my, something certainly has you upset. Look, your nibs, I'm very busy. I hope it's nothing I've done. No, it's a family matter. Oh, would you like to talk about it? No. Margaret, I'm really interested in your welfare. Share your troubles, it might help. Sometimes getting it off your chest can be... All right, all right. I got a letter from my mother-in-law. Uh-huh. She still addresses me by my maiden name. How rude. She refuses to acknowledge our marriage. Unforgivable. She writes Donald constantly, recommending good lawyers. She loves to drop in little phrases like two different worlds and one's own kind. Yes, I'm familiar with those. But now this! Donald put me up for an associate membership in the DAR and she blackballed me. Well, that's understandable. What? Margaret, the DAR has standards to maintain. They can't let just anybody in. Besides, you wouldn't be happy there. People standing around talking about things you wouldn't understand and ignoring you in the process. Is that so? Margaret, people like we Winchesters and the Penobscots must constantly be on guard to maintain the integrity of... How shall I say? The breed. What am I, half Schnauzer, half Airedale? No, no, dear. It... Inherited characteristics are extremely important, and the bloodline is the key. Most assuredly, you are good breeding stock, wide pelvis. Good bones. Ouch. Firm muscle tone. Ouch. Excellent reflexes. Ouch. Would you excuse me? Guest stars, we have Oliver Clark, who plays Captain Ben Pierce. This is Oliver's second episode of MASH, playing a different character. And Jack Grapes uh, plays Kelsey. 13 credits to his resume, including Kenny's favourite film, Manhood. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then, of course, we have Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato. Excuse me, Father. Clear, you want to sing along? No, I don't know nothing but torch songs. Can you lend me 20 bucks? Oh, I think so. You're going to play poker, I assume. Good. We'll take your mind off your domestic problems. I'm going A-W-O-L. Oh, no, my son, don't do that. Wait, you could get into terrible trouble. You could wind up in the stockade. Who cares? I got to see her father. I got to talk to her before she marries Morty. Morty? Her guy. Makes sausage casings, big hands. Wish me luck. Uh, I can't let you do this. You want your 20 bucks back? No. Clear, please. Just promise me you'll think about this. Sleep on it. We'll talk in the morning. I won't be here. Then you'll give me no choice but to tell Colonel Potter. You'd squeal? Oh, for your own good. Okay. See you in the morning. You won't regret this. Sleep well. Boy, you're no soft touch. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of... Um... 
a lot of notes for this review, yet it's it's not really a big episode. There's not an awful lot that goes in it. I do, I do feel for Margaret here as well, where the fact that the mother-in-law clearly is disapproving of her, which is such a shame because there's no reason why, uh, you know, she had. Yeah. Uh, um, I like uh, with Charles, who is uh, not confident at, at all. In fact, he's, he's so pompous, pompous he's, in this episode. He, he really just turned around and says that, you know, uh, the likes of him and Penobscot, uh, you know, have to have a, uh, you know, have a, a way of having to keep the lineage going. In fact, he actually does say that my family's had, uh, my family had has had problems with immigrants since we came to America, which I oh love my God. that line. That's uh, and po- possibly so apt as well in this day and age yeah. with, with everything that's yeah. going on. Um, yeah, you know, there's some nice bits, especially with Mulcahy as well. And but what I really like about that, yeah, there's two things that really stand out for me is um, Hawkeye's ad- admission to Vader about his father's loneliness. I think that's a wonderful line about the fact that he did something similar about, you know, um, somebody else replacing his mom, and, and mm-hmm. his father never has got married or found anybody else, and he now realises how selfish he was. But you can understand from a young a young kid's point of view. But it's such a wonderful bit of writing there, and it's so wonderfully played by Alan Alder. Yep. Um, and, of course, the... the, 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 the the payoff thing as well about um, the the other BJ, uh, sorry, the other um, Pierce being yeah. possibly the most boring man in the world ever and, and saying that it's his <laughs> sense of humour that makes people laugh. I did notice at the end, um, uh, there's, there's one bit where I think uh, part of Turvang is, thank God he's not dead so I can kill him when, when Klinger comes back. Um, yeah. And I, I noticed in the bar scene at the very end, I, I don't quite know why, but they're all wearing officer clove like hawkeye's got his officer's shirt on and i think potter might have his hat on i don't, I don't know why oh, they, they're wearing I, that but it, Paul i Coy's, didn't notice that yeah he's definitely got his, his officer's um light brown shirt on yeah which is really well, maybe a scene was cut out and we just didn't uh, see it yeah could be could be yeah interesting um yeah i mean you were reading my notes because i mean i said the exact same thing i thought this was real, this was cool because i love the mail call it's like mm. a slice of life of but it was done differently because normally mail call is always them writing to somebody or, you know, like the Dear Dad one. Um, but this one, I liked I, – Pompous Charles was great mm. when he was telling Margaret that, you know, she – that he he agrees with uh, Margaret's mother-in-law. Um, I did – I like the fact that Klinger got called on his, his shenanigans. Yeah. You know, he cries wolf one too many times and no one's believing him this time. Yeah. You yeah. know, it took him really – falling apart and taking off all his clothes and for them to really realize, oh, wow, he is actually being serious. Yeah, in the best time. Um, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what happens. You know, he he he's such a character and people don't know what to take serious with him. And it happens all the time with people, you know, people who joke around all the time. And then when they are serious, you really don't realize it or you don't know if it's being real or not or, you know. Um, I like that that little aspect. Again, it's the whole Klinger. This is where Klinger really, I think, starts developing into the new Klinger that we see later in the seasons. Yeah. Um, I again, I love the conversation between uh, Radar and Hawkeye about his mom and the dad. Uh, I, I, it bothered me that Radar was so upset. You would think he would want his mom to be happy. Mm. You know, he even says that you know she's old and she you know. She already had the dad, and that's it. She should be like lonely the rest of her life. <laughs> so it, I think it made it more poignant when Hawkeye mentioned his his dad and what he did, and 
you could tell Hawkeye feels horrible about it and guilty about it. Mm. You know, because his dad's single now. And he's been single. And he had that one opportunity. And just because Hawkeye didn't agree with the choice of woman that the dad chose, the dad chose Hawkeye over this woman, you know, chose... Uh, which, you know, I mean, the relationship could have fizzled. We don't know. But he could have been happy, happily yeah. married again. Um, and Hawkeye really feels guilty about it. And I like... I think Radar realizes it. You know, he the little light bulb clicks finally for him. Hmm. Um, so I really liked I liked that moment. Uh, I loved the last scene. I didn't realize they were wearing different clothing or their special clothing, but I you know me in drunk scenes. Korea's most eligible bachelor. Here. May you find a wife who dresses as well as you do. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Corporal, my hat is off to you. Not to mention his hair. <laughs> <laughs> what you did takes daring and courage. God bless you. I was going to say that. Your turn, uh, Radar. Your turn, Radar. It's okay, Ma. Throw the bouquet. <laughs> it's his last Shirley Temple with the three beard chaser. Oh. <laughs> hey, I, I, I want to make a toast. Oh, I yeah, make yeah, a yeah, toast. Yeah. To Mash 4077. Seven. I may not have a family no more in Toledo, but I sure got one here. Uh, I love you guys. It's a pretty rotten way to show it. <laughs> um, and they, they were hilarious. I mean, they were all funny. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think any of them were over the top, but um, yeah. I mean, I just I I enjoyed the episode. I gave it eight out of ten. Hmm. Uh, it was it was a, it was a really enjoyable episode. Yes, yeah, same here. Same here. I, I enjoyed. I, I'm with you on the same score there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Care to whittle? No, I'm too upset. Oh, so talk about it. Well, you know my mother. Only by mail. Well, you know she's been without my dad for a long time now. Yeah. No. Yeah. She started keeping company with this man. He's uh, been a teller in Farmer's Bank for 30 years. He's a third-degree mason. He's an elder in his church. Sounds like a pretty shady character. No, come on, I'm not okay, serious. I'm but... sorry, what's, what's the problem? Well, I don't even know this guy, and he's going around with my mom. It's uh, Look, bingo on Wednesday night at the Masonic Lodge. On Friday, it's square dancing at the Pentecostal Church. Every Sunday, he gets her in his Nash Metropolitan, and he takes her over to Lockport for snow cones. Just the two of them. They never stop. It's go, go, go. So what's wrong, wrong, wrong? Well, old people aren't supposed to go running around like that. Sure they are. I think it's great. Well, yeah, but what if he, uh... Suppose he wants to horse around. Great. It's good for the cardiovascular system. Come on, this is my mom we're talking about. Radar, she's a woman. She's a warm human being. Where do you think you came from? The Monkey Ward catalog? That was my regular father. <laughs> Great. Are you jealous? Me jealous? Yeah, sure. You have to share it with somebody else for the first time since you were a little kid. Yeah. Well, maybe I am jealous. I was the same way. The same thing happened to me. My father's a widower, you know. Yeah? Yeah. You just like a mom? Yeah, right. When I, was, when I was about 12 years old, he got interested in this very nice lady. She was a bookkeeper. And I was sore as hell. I didn't say anything, but he knew I was sore. And he really wanted me to like her. But I wouldn't. Anyway. I, 
I guess he needed my approval so much that uh, he didn't marry her. And he's been alone to this day. And loneliness is everything it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I guess it is. So, with your mother, I'd, I'd, I'd wait and see what happens. Yeah, well, if you say so. Um, but, you know, I was thinking, um, if it doesn't work out, maybe we could introduce your dad to my mom. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I think Meds has our first one. Yeah, this is the third timeline title that was based upon the characters receiving letters or packages from home. Radar mentions his mother's boyfriend, Nash Metropolitan. The Metropolitan wasn't introduced until 1954, after the Korean War had ended. And BJ gives Radar a seven-digit number, 555-2657, to dial peg in Mill Valley. But US phone numbers in the 1950s were uniformly given as an exchange name followed by four or five numbers. Thus, BJ would have known his number as, for example, Klondike 52657, where the K and L in Klondike stand for the first two fives in the phone number. But of course, we all know that 555 is the television film number to use. (laughs) That's right. That's correct. Hawkeye tells Radar about his mother's death when he was a child and how his dad had been alone ever since. However, in Season 1, Episode 18, Dear Dad Again, Hawkeye closes the letter to his father with Kiss Mom and Sis, which we've brought that up before. Yeah, yeah. That his, his family's a little... A little... Uh, Unsure of back then. <laughs> uh, Kentucky Moonshine, 1938, is the movie being shown in the mess tent. Well, that's when Charles wanted to see the ending of it. Yeah. Never got the opportunity. Um, we have another fun fact here. This series spent 11 years telling the story of army doctors and nurses dealing with a three-year, one-month, and two-day war. <laughs> nice. Nice. Come in, but wipe your feet first. Captain Pierce, that. Captain Pierce, I'm Captain Pierce. Huh? Oh, the letter snafu. Oh. I was passing through and I thought we could exchange our mail. Well, it was a pleasure to meet me. Let me introduce you to the boys in the band. B.J. Honeycutt, C.E. Winchester. How do you do? What was the name again? Pierce. (laughs) Benjamin Pierce. I, for one, will never forget. Here are your letters. Oh, thanks. Oh, isn't that nice? All unopened. Uh-huh. Pity you can't extend the same courtesy to Captain Pierce. I don't understand. You mean you looked at my letters? Well, one of them fell on the ground and broke open. What do you mean, broke open? That's just a little levity to ease the tension. <laughs> you know, I, just, I only read one of them. Uh, which one was that, uh, Pierce? The one from Sheila, Joyce, or Gloria? Take the fifth, Hark. Hey, Captain, that's... Not a nice thing to do. Look, I'm sorry, but up here, a letter, any letter, is as good as gold. And yours are platinum. Yes, you're quite a... Romeo. No, no. I'm no Romeo. You're not. I don't do that well in my dreams. I wish they'd stop writing me. I never answer them. I'll tell you what, I'll write to them. I've always wanted to be a foreign correspondent. (laughs) What do you mean, foreign correspondent? Uh, Joke. Little joke. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll take my letters now. I... Guess I should read them. <laughs> he guesses he should read them. Uh, 
Thanks. Well, nice meeting you. Well, just a second. I, I, uh, no, no offense, Pierce, but you don't exactly look like Clark Gable. And you don't sound like Ronald Coleman, and you don't move like Fred Astaire. How do you do it? Do what? Get all the girls to go wild about you. Oh, that. Uh, I guess it's because I make them laugh. I beg your pardon. I make them laugh. It's my sense of humor. I'm a very funny guy. He's a very funny guy. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button. Or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy. And you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both really enjoyed it, yes? Yes, I really liked it. Yeah, cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. I was this close, Colonel. I had my reservations and everything. Deluxe accommodations in the baggage compartment of a C-47. I bumped the General's poodle to get on. Where stopped you? Well, when I was waiting for the plane, I had some time to really think about what she had done to me. She had no right, not while I was here. Agreed. Don't forget, under all the feathers and laces beats the heart of a real man. I got my pride. And if she don't want me, then I don't want her. Now you're talking. Let her have, Morty. She'll probably eat all that free sausage and blow up like an elephant. Serves her right. You deserve a lot better. Don't I know it. Besides, this hitch is bad enough. I don't want to spend the next one in jail. I have scruples, you know. When I leave the Army, it'll be the honorable way. With a Section 8. That's it, son. Always go with your best pitch. How about letting me buy you a drink? Yeah, sure. They didn't even have a lounge at that crummy airport. You know, Colonel, there are a lot more women than there are guys in America. True. And the women got most of the money. Stocks, bonds, stuff like that. Right. So there's got to be a rich, beautiful dame out there for an attractive lunatic like me. Hang tough, kid. You know what I'm in the mood for? A banana daiquiri. <laughs> Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. 
sailors was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Radar mentions his mother's boyfriend, Nash Metropolitan. The Metropolitan wasn't introduced... <clears throat> what? Radar's... Mentions his mother's boyfriend's Nash... Okay. Uh, Margaret has the... M-I-L from hell when Donald put Margaret forth for D-A-R just, membership. Just, just, say, just say mother-in-law. Oh, mother, sorry. I, I yeah, I, M-I-L, I don't, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh,